You're listening to Snowbound. We've got Rosie Brennan on the line from Switzerland. In Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas, wishing everyone a very happy new year. And Rosie, happy new year to you. Thank you. So we're doing a year in preview since uh, 2016 begins tomorrow. What would make this a successful World Cup season for you? Um, well, really just completing it would be a huge success. This is my first year doing the full World Cup uh, circuit. But uh, more specifically, I guess, um, feeling like I completed it well and was able to get into the top 30 consistently and all the events and all the disciplines and score points on a regular basis uh, and really feel part of the team. So, and are you starting to feel more a part of the team? That seems like it would be really uh, imposing to come in as a rookie. <laughs> yeah, yes and no. I mean, I have spent a few periods of time over here in the past with kind of the same group of people, and a lot of them are close friends of mine. So um, it is different being part of the team than just being a guest <laughs> of the team. Um, but I, it's at least familiar <laughs> to me. Um, so it's... It's been a positive experience so far. What do you feel you've learned the most to this point that you can carry into the rest of the season? Uh, that this season's very long and patience <laughs> is definitely a virtue. Uh, and just kind of always uh, not dwelling too much on any one race because there are so many over the course of the season. What was it like for you to be away from the States during the holiday season? It seems like the team is really kind of a big family. Yes. Yeah, so um, this was actually my first Christmas ever in my life, not being in Park City. So that was kind oh, of wow. weird for sure. Um, but I was fortunate enough to have my mom and my brother uh, fly over from from Park City and, and spend the holidays with me. Uh, we spent it in Italy. Um, and so despite the fact that there was much more snow in Utah than there was in Italy, um, the sun was shining every day and, and it was great to be with family regardless. How has the lack of snow affected your race season? Uh, we've been pretty lucky in that it hasn't really affected it too much. Um, it's remarkable how little snow there is here. Uh, I mean, the ground has no snow on it anywhere we've gone. Um, but they are so into their skiing here that they take great pride in um, doing everything they can to make good courses of artificial snow or um, collecting what snow they have uh, in the area and spreading it out. And so um, all of our races have gone on as planned, and we just have a little ribbon of snow that goes along the course, and we just make do with that. So it's it's been all right. <laughs> New Year's Eve, planning a big celebration tonight, or do you have to train and prepare for a race tomorrow? Um, so we start the tour to ski tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's the first stage. It's an eight-stage race over the course of 10 days. So we are most certainly not celebrating, <laughs> trying to get as much sleep as possible to get ready for the for the tour. But um, in all honesty, I can't remember the last time I did celebrate at New Year's. Uh, so it's, I guess, part of the part of the job. <laughs> well, I hope you have a big celebration in eight days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we will have our celebration then, January 10th. <laughs> well, I look forward to checking in with you during the tour to ski. How many months does this go on? How many, what, sorry? How many months does the season go on for you? Um, we finish about, uh, well, the World Cup season finishes about mid-March, and then we have some races in the U.S. Uh, that go until the end of March. Now, is there ever a point, and I know this is your first season, 
Um, do you know if there's ever a point where it just really gets so mentally draining that you just want it to come to an end? Oh, absolutely. I think we all, at, you know, suffer a little bit of that at some point in the season where you have kind of your, your low point and all you want to do is go home and not be over here. Um, but I think that's, um, part of just the game, I guess, and figuring it out. So how do you get through those points and how do you kind of overcome that and, keep going until the end um because you know it does take a whole season to to really be part of part of this team and part of this world cup group of skiers so it's just got me thinking and i hope this isn't a stupid question it could be i guess i really don't mind (laughs) but it seems like a team psychologist would actually be very valuable um, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, we don't have a particular one that works with the whole team, but, um, most of us have individual psychologists and I think probably a lot of things we do work on is how to be part of a team, um, as individuals. And then obviously that's something that our coaches are very cognizant of and, you know, they want our team to get along well because it makes their lives a lot easier too. So, um, it's kind of something we, we talk about as a, as a team and as a group, uh, and try and make sure we understand each other and, you know, can help each other when someone's going through a rough patch. Cause it, it happens when you're over here for that long. And is that something fairly new to sport? I've certainly found out over the last couple of years, how valuable a sports psychologist is. Um, it's new for me. I don't think it's terribly new for, um, this level of skier. Um, yeah, I think I think, and all of us use them, you know, in, in kind of different aspects. Some of them really, some of us really need to focus on particular events or races or how to deal with nerves or certain things, and other people need it for like how to, you know, work well with the team and work on someone else's schedule or spend five months away from home or you know, there's a bunch of different issues that we all work on with our individual um, psychologists, and so it's it's definitely a part of the sport for sure. Now, are there any? events coming up in 2016 that you're especially looking forward to? Well, I'm really looking um, forward to this tour. It's my first tour, but um, I really like doing all the events, sprint, distance, skate, and classic. And so I think this type of format could could be um, really a good one for me. So I'm looking forward to testing it out and seeing what I feel like after eight days of racing. <laughs> Have you ever done anything similar? I know you did a three day, uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've had weeks in the U S where we've had to do maybe five races over the course of a week or something, but, um, I've never done this many, so it should be interesting to see. <laughs> and the last stages, of course, we ski, um, up an Alpine mountain. So oh, <laughs> save the hardest for last. <laughs> oh, so how do you train for something like that? Because I would think by day four, you would really be feeling the effort. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a good question. I kind of was thinking about that a lot all summer and, you know, just when I was having periods of, Oh, I'm kind of tired. Maybe I should cut my training back today. And I'd be like, no, I need to learn how to like train through fatigue because you know, that's what it's going to take at the tour. Um, so I kind of just had that in the back of my mind. Um, and I think the key, um, to make it through it is just really focusing on recovery, obviously making sure you're eating enough, sleeping enough, drinking enough, all those types of things, resting in between the races when you can and trying not to stress out too much about any one particular thing because the tour goes on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a new experience for me. So I'm trying to pick up as much as I can from my teammates that have done it before and, um, put my best foot forward. So 
And I just brought up day four because that's when I've really noticed it during multi-day cycling events. So, so I have no idea what yeah. it would be like for you doing skiing. Yeah, I don't either. We'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> so uh, does your diet change or anything during during a stage race? Um, not particularly. Um, just, you know, of course, increasing the number of calories and particularly carbohydrates just because when you're tired, you need the easiest fuel possible and as much of it as, as you can. Um, but nothing like super specific, just, just making sure I have enough all the time. Now, again, bringing cycling to this interview, <laughs> do you have a team massage therapist? Uh, it really seems like recovery is a huge part of this type of racing. Yes. So right now we actually have a physical therapist as well as a massage therapist. And I'm very lucky because the physical therapist is actually the physical therapist that works with my um, team in Anchorage. So she's the one I work with uh, through the training season. So I was very happy to see her here um, and happy to have her work on us. But that's definitely a big part of our recovery for sure. Oh, that would be huge to have somebody that really knows you uh, be able to look for certain things and and be able to work with you on a familiar basis. Yeah, it, it helps a lot, especially I've been somewhat injury prone in my career. So she knows like, you know, all my history and everything. So it's just, I can go in there and she does everything that we need to do. And then I'm well on my way and ready to take a nap or whatever I need to recover. Now this one sounds really exciting, but at the end of eight days, you still have to get through March. Are there any other events that you're really looking forward to? <laughs> yeah. So, um, we actually have two tours this year. Um, so our season finishes oh. with an additional tour, uh, in Canada, um, in the beginning of March. Uh, so that one will be fun because it's as close to home as we ever get. <laughs> um, but I'm also really looking forward to Holman Colon, which is kind of a classic event, um, tr very traditional event. And it's a 30 kilometer, uh, classic ski race. That's in Oslo, Norway, um, kind of, you know, epicenter of cross country skiing these days. So, um, that's one that I am really looking forward to as well. Now we're talking 2016, so there is a summer, a fall, and next winter coming up. What do you see yourself doing uh, after this World Cup season ends? Do you take a lot of time off? Do you? How long do you rest? You have to get some kind of recovery after the season. Yeah, so um, typically we get the month of April um, for recovery. Um, and, you know, that looks a little different for everybody. Um, for me, I usually like to spend a little bit of time at home in Utah. And then I do um, some, I have some community outreach programs that I work with in Alaska. So I spend some time uh, working with that um, going into rural Alaska. Um, and then maybe a vacation if I can get one in there. Um, and then we start again the first week of May. Uh training begins and in Alaska sometimes or most of the time we're able to ski then so it's kind of a easy way to start back into training to go on some fun ski adventures uh and then yeah and then things get back into business now here in Boulder I mean we see the University of Colorado team out on roller skis you know, they're wearing shorts tank tops doing some pretty serious climbs around here do you use roller skis is that a big part of your off-season training Yes, absolutely. Um, off season is roller skiing and running primarily, um, strength training. And then, you know, some people throw in biking or, uh, other kind of endurance swimming th things that they like to do. Um, but roller skiing and running make up the bulk of it. And so, um, we do that. We also, in Alaska, we have a glacier training facility. So we spend some time on snow in the summer as well. 
And do you stay together with the team or are you more on your own and having your coach or the team coach, you know, really following and tracking your workouts and, and your recovery? Um, so I work primarily with my Alaska Pacific university team. Uh, that's my coach and that's the group that I train with throughout the summer. There's about 15 athletes, boys and girls, um, that are all kind of in an Olympic development age group, uh, and so we train together most days of the week throughout the whole summer and we all have the same coach and he, um, guides our training for us and writes our training and helps us through all that. So it works out pretty well. And then obviously a lot of people are trying to make the team. At what point is the team roster posted for 2016, 2017? Uh, they, uh, the ski team will make nominations. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I think it's in May they make nominations. Um, so yeah, people will, will find out then. And then, uh, as a national team, they host camps like usually about once a month throughout the summer. And so then, uh, I'll leave Alaska to go to those to train with some of my national team, team members in, so I kind of have two different groups that I'm training with throughout the summer. Well, Rosie, I've got to say, it's been very fun in 2015 starting this show, getting to meet you. And I really look forward to following you very closely through 2016. Great. Thank you. Thanks very much. And I wish you a very happy new year. You too. Happy new year, everyone from Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.